You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. This week's podcast episode, I wanted to create a resource that we can all come back to when we start to catch ourselves on, I know I should be doing something different, but I can't break my old ways. And this might be something that you come back to time and time again. And I want to encourage you to bookmark this episode, save this one, set a reminder in your calendar about the fact that this episode even exists. (laughs) Whatever you need to do when you are in your business and you're like, huh, I'm just going to call myself on my own BS because I keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, but expecting a different outcome. And we all do it, right? Welcome to being a human being running a business But having the tools to be able to get yourself out of that kind of quicksand. So it might be, I keep picking up my phone saying, I'll only spend five minutes on Instagram, I'll post and then I'll get off. But I keep finding myself being on there for an hour and then scrolling into the comparison oblivion. Or it might be that you know that you should raise your prices. You know a better way to sort through your quoting and your estimates for your clients but coming back to the default habitual behavior feels like the easier path. And it might be not wanting to sit down and create the systems in your business. It might be mindlessly scrolling for hours. We all have behaviors and habits that we know and we wish that somebody would come along and be like, hey, here's how you can get out of that rut, (laughs) right? It's like, I keep eating a dozen Tim Tams after dinner. How do I get myself out of this rut? Very specifically, in the example I am going to use today is directly in response to one of the beautiful humans inside of the Flower Boss Bootcamp because she signed up because she knew like enough is enough. I have to get my pricing sorted. And I think this is such a good example And I want to go through this with you in detail. I am going to use pricing and quoting as the kind of title or the topic or the content, the theme today, but know that you can use this exact same approach. If you find yourself constantly doing things, you're like, I know better than this, but I don't know how to get out of my own way. So this is your podcast episode specifically for that conundrum. And here is the question that was posed to us inside of the private community where one of the girls was asking like, how did you break the habit of underquoting your weddings? And what did you do in order to feel like you could confidently start quoting at the level that you know that you should be like, okay, flower family, what did you actually do? And this is one of the things I love about this community is there was like a dozen different techniques and a different dozen different ideas that were thrown into the table. Like, oh yeah. Okay. So here's a whole bunch of different ways that you can navigate this situation. And I thought, Hey, we all do this. 
right? Whether it's struggling with pricing or we kind of keep showing up with our staff in the same way or what we're doing and posting to social media, or we know we should sort out this system or this template. And it's like, yeah, but I mean, anything sounds more fun than me changing my behavior. So these, anytime you find yourself in that habit where you kind of feel like you keep putting things off or like, I don't know, I'll do it at the next quote, right? It's the same thing. I'll go to the gym tomorrow. (laughs) Same thing. And what is so helpful to know is two things. You are not broken. You are a human being. You have a human brain that by default, out of the box, from the manufacturer, is programmed to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and pursue efficiency. Your primitive brain is going to keep wanting you to do the same thing day after day after day. Even if there's a part of you that more informs that higher version of you that's like, but I know better. (laughs) Your primitive brain is going to come back keep coming back to the same old habits. It's the same brain that tells you, man, eh, going to the gym tomorrow. No problem. Maybe tomorrow I'll start waking up a little bit earlier. It's the same human brain. And when we know we want to create a new result in our business, really starting to become the watcher of your thinking and calling your brain out on things like just this one time. Oh, I mean, she's a friend of a friend. Well, this is what they got last time. So I need to be able to do that again. Well, what if they find out that last week my prices were X, Y, Z and remembering, right? You are a human being first business owner. Second showing up in a bigger, bolder way brings up so much doubt, uncertainty, and fear. And your primitive brain is going to be like, no way, get back in the box. That is how you are programmed to operate. Nothing has gone wrong here. This is literally your human brain doing what human brains do. I know for me that under the surface, staying in that habitual cycle, doing the same thing and just hoping that somebody else is going to come along and change it for me is actually another version of fear. Fear of rejection, fear of failure, fear of being too expensive, fear of the unknown, fear of the what if, fear of the people actually paying me that much money. (laughs) If you notice that habit, ask yourself, is this a version of fear? Because when we're going to do things like raise our prices, get our system sorted, show up with our staff in a different way, it's going to require us to step outside of our comfort zone. Obviously, fear is going to come for a ride. That is how it works. And then you get to decide if you want to allow that fear to keep you stuck If you want to allow that fear to prevent you from raising your prices, or if you want to take that fear with you, embrace the discomfort and take massive action. I often think about this, like when we're dealing with these habitual behaviors that we wish we could change and we're just not quite sure what to do, I often think about sitting down and having a conversation either with my dad or with our accountant, right? These two like adults. I like to think of them as (laughs) the business adults. And if I was having a conversation with either one of them and they were like, whoa, like your pricing is way off. You need to raise your prices like now or even in hindsight, right? If Daniel was to look back and be like, "Uh, what were you guys doing in the first 36 months of your business? Why didn't you raise your prices? 
Do you know what my answer actually is? I was scared. Like my dad would literally laugh out loud, smack his head against his hand, and then just look at me like, that's insane. Like literally allowing fear to drive the ship. And it's obviously a problem, but it's so unconscious that we're not even aware that that's what's happening. And it's so helpful to just ask yourself, is this a version of fear? And if the answer is yes, it's not a problem. Of course, we're afraid to raise our prices. Of course, we're navigating the fear of rejection and the fear of failure and the fear of being too expensive and the fear of putting ourselves out there and the fear of showing up on Instagram and the fear of somebody saying, no, thank you. I don't want that. And the fear of it not working. Of course, that's what we're navigating. That is actually the exact process in terms of how you build a business. And the really important thing is being able to identify it as fear, labeling it as fear so you can have power over it. And then knowing, okay, you get to decide what you want to do about it. And when you find yourself in those like habitual patterns, so much of it is because your brain is programmed for efficiency. It literally wants you to do the same thing day in and day out, day in and day out. So whatever your pricing was on day one of your business, your brain wants it to stay exactly the same. Even if wholesale prices have quadrupled, your human brain doesn't like change. It's also very clever. So it's going to come up with lots of seemingly true reasons why you should not raise your prices. But because you've got a prefrontal cortex and because you know how your brain operates and you want more, you want to create a better business, you get to decide what you want to do with that fear. You can either stay in the pattern where you keep going, oh, but just sorting through pricing is hard. Then because of cognitive bias, your brain is going to continue to go out into the world, scan all of the information and find further evidence to support the fact that that is true. Or you could step into the discomfort and decide on purpose, okay, pricing is allowed to be simple. Pricing is allowed to be straightforward. The industry standard approach to pricing is an absolute gift. I'm going to sit down and do the math. I'm going to embrace the discomfort and we're going to make this work. That belief of this industry standard approach to pricing is a gift is the thought that I had to sell myself on first. And now my brain goes out into the world and continues to find evidence that it is true. Because as much as our industry is filled with so many secrets, it's like, oh, well, at least there's an industry standard approach to pricing. So we no longer have to take the guesswork out of it. But what you need to do is decide, am I okay? Do I want to embrace the discomfort? Okay, so my flower friend down the street isn't charging the same amount. Who cares? Do I want to charge in line with the industry standard approach? This flower shop down the street's not charging for delivery. Who cares? Do you want to make sure you're maximizing your profit in your business? You get to decide. And it's so powerful to remember you always have a choice. You have a choice to decide whether you want to stay within that same habitual habit, that same routine, that same stay where you are and just cross your fingers and hope that there's a different outcome. Or you can go on the path that feels uncomfortable. 
that requires you to really embrace the discomfort, to identify the fear, to talk to yourself and tell yourself it will be okay. You're not going to die and show up in a bigger, bolder way. So most importantly, know this, this is how your brain is programmed. There is nothing wrong with you and you are not broken. And I want you to close your eyes. If I told you right now, if you know that there is a habit in your business that you'd really like to change, whether it's pricing related or systems related, or really doing the work that you know would move the needle in your business. If there is a habit that feels very default, it feels like it has a grasp over you, close your eyes. And I want to pretend if I told you that I get to take ownership of your dog or that beautiful sofa that you own or that fancy car, whatever you hold dear to you, Kathleen gets to take ownership of it. If the next time you don't raise your prices, you don't quote properly, you don't sit down and sort out your system, you don't do the thing that you know that you need to do, I get ownership of your prized possession. If I told you that was the scenario, grab a pen and a piece of paper, and I want you to write down every doubt, every fear, and every uncertainty, all of the stories and all the beliefs that come up for you. What will they think? Oh my gosh, I'm so afraid to be too expensive. I'm going to lose all of my clients. No one is going to pay me that much money. But this client over here, like, what are they going to say? What happens if they all find out? All of that internal dialogue. And the most helpful thing you can do is get it out of your head and onto paper. This gives you power over it because you are not your thoughts. And every single one of those sentences are just sentences. They are just sentences in your head that are thoughts that you get to choose if you want to believe. And your brain is going to want to go back to the old belief system. But you get to decide what you want to believe about pricing, what you want to believe about your capacity, what you want to believe about your ability, and what you want to believe about all of your infinite potential. And when you look at what you've written down, all of the self-doubt, all of the uncertainty, all of the fear, and all of the hesitation, what do you want to do with it? Literally, what do you want to do with it? Do you want to allow the fear of being too expensive to lead your decision-making in your business? Do you want to stay stuck, undercharging, giving away your work, discounting, feeling bad about charging full price, not charging for labor, not charging for setup, pack down and delivery? What do you want to do? Because you always have a choice, particularly those of you guys who are working one job not floral designer job while you're also building the business on the side, right? That's where I know that this habit can really come back and bite you in the ass because there is a sense of comfort and familiarity in having a paycheck over here and the flexibility to mess things up over here. Because then your very intelligent primitive brain is going to come back and be like, um, well, it doesn't really matter because you actually don't make your salary from this flowering job. You make it from this desk job. And it's really common to actually see this in new floral designers and designers who have their flower business as a side hustle, because you aren't willing to feel the discomfort of making the change of breaking the habit of showing up in a bigger and bolder way. And your brain is rationalizing it by going, well, yeah, but you actually just make your salary over here or your partner, your husband, your family supports you over here. All of that is optional. At the end of the day, neither path feels awesome. Both have a version of hard. Both have a version of shitty. 
And so it's not like there's an incentive to go out there and be bold and brave and raise your prices because it's actually uncomfortable. It's not going to feel good. Your brain is going to freak out and panic and raise all of these red flags and tell you, don't send the email. <laughs> Literally. Like it's going to come up with so many reasons not to do the thing, not to change the behavior. So saying stuck, saying in the same pattern that you don't love is a version of hard and making the change to create a better result is also a version of hard. And you get to decide which hard you want to take. You get to decide which path you want to travel. And it doesn't matter what you did up until yesterday. This is about you deciding that you want a better outcome in the future. It doesn't even matter if the last job that you did, you only marked up your product 100%. Who cares? Because today is a new day and you get to step up and make the change and know that it's not going to feel good, but nothing has gone wrong. It's like you're at that fork in the road and you're like, well, you can either go left and you can either go right, but neither road is paved. Neither road is covered in sunshine, rainbows, and lollipops. But the outcome of what you get when you raise your prices, step outside your comfort zone and really show up in a bigger and bolder way and embrace the discomfort, you really start to learn about the fact that you are not going to feel good all of the time. And my friends, when we run the business, it's 50-50. You're doing it right if 50% of the time it feels awful or at least awkward. And 50% of the time you're like, dude, I might have figured a thing out. And then three minutes later, you're like, nope. <laughs> like that is the human experience of running a business. Breaking these habits doesn't feel good. It's like when you have that chocolate bar and you're like, I'm not going to eat the last piece. But all you can think about is the last piece in the chocolate bar so that you just go eat it. You eat it and it's not awesome. You don't eat it. Also not awesome. So you don't have that immediate dopamine hit the kind of oxytocin or the kind of high that you might feel, particularly when you're trying to break or unwind some of these very well-practiced, very much like feel like out of our control kind of behaviors as business owners that we know we want to show up differently. The most important thing to remember is that you always have a choice. So what can you do when you want to come and break this habit? four ideas for all of us to help unpack some of this behavior. And the first one is I want to suggest that you don't label it a habit. It's very easy for our human brain to then be like, well, it's habitual, therefore it's out of my control. But that's not true. The reason that you continue to take that action is because it's comfortable and familiar and change is bad for your human brain. So once you kind of drop the label of it being a habit, and you start to see it as a series or a consecutive number of steps, and you remember that you get to take full responsibility for your actions and your outcomes. Nobody is forcing you to discount, offer low prices, give away your work. Nobody is chaining you to the desk and being like, well, you did it yesterday, you have to do it today. That's all on you. Nobody is forcing that like extra glass of wine down your throat or the other cookie or the other half of the Tim Tam pack. You are the one who put your hand <laughs> on the wine bottle, poured the wine and drank the wine. 
You are not being forced to do anything and you always have a choice. So taking full responsibility for the outcome is awesome because it means you can do something about it. And number two, adopt the CEO versus employee perspective. This is how I crack the code for myself in terms of pricing with confidence. It's also now what I do when I don't want to sit down and sort through systems and processes or show up on Instagram or do the thing that's on my calendar. The whole idea is in your business, when you run the business, by default, you're going to have two different personas. We have lots of jobs and lots of roles within our business, but you're going to have two different personas, the CEO persona and the employee persona. So when you sit down and create your set menu and sort through your pricing and your wedding inquiry process and really think through your branding, all of that is happening from a CEO perspective. And then when it comes to the quoting process, the talking to clients on the phone, having consultations, greeting them in the shop, hosting a workshop, you're just an employee. And when you can delineate between these two personas, it becomes so helpful because we've all had jobs in our past, right? We've all worked for other people. And when we work for other people, our remit, our authority, our capacity to make changes and just arbitrarily offer discounts is non-existent. But when we don't create that delineation within our own business, we totally muddy the waters and we totally lead from insecurity and self-doubt. That's where the discounting and the uncertainty is coming from. But knowing you get to price from the CEO perspective, And you can make this as formal and structured as you'd like. And where I really learned this was when we had somebody else actually navigating our wedding inquiry system. Like I had a staff member who was doing that whole thing. And even she was saying it's so much easier for her to quote for our weddings than it was for her to do in her own business because she had zero attachment to the prices. So this exercise is so helpful, but it takes a different level of awareness. So you sit down and you sort out your prices from the CEO and the creative director perspective. You do your equations around setup, delivery, and pack down, and the prices are set. Then you receive your next inquiry or the phone rings, or you show up in a consult, or you're putting a quick quote together. All you're doing is showing up as a low-paying employee. You're just following the directions. And this concept is what I teach you guys inside of the Pricing with Confidence Masterclass, but it is how I finally got my pricing sorted and I embraced the discomfort and let go of really allowing the fear of being too expensive to stop me anymore. So you get to decide from this day forward, make today the very last day that you're going to offer discounts and really delineate between when you're showing up as the CEO and when you're showing up as the employee. It makes all the difference in the world. Because if an employee was responding to quotes and putting things together and just arbitrarily pricing things, I don't think they'd be working with you for very long. Like it's literally the same thing as a staff member stealing from the till. I don't think they'd have a job for very long, but we let ourselves get away with it. But this whole CEO versus employee persona, game changer, my friends, it works in so many different areas of your business. Number three, allow it to feel uncomfortable. Remember, most people are going to say no to what you have to offer. Most people are going to say no to what you have to offer. The price is never the problem. Because at the end of the day, if you feel like you're being inundated with bargain hunters, if you feel like everybody just wants cheap prices, you're playing a commodity game. 
and it's time to level up your marketing. It's time to really understand the power of your brand and how to show up as a more authoritative floral designer. You can have them say no to a full price quote and you can have them say no to a major discount. The answer is still no. (laughs) Like at the end of the day, the price is never the problem. And number four, build your resilience. It's like one of the most underestimated skills to practice as a creative entrepreneur, as a designer, as a business owner. Things are never going to go as planned. Even when they go as planned, then you're like, well, I could have planned slightly differently. Learning how to pick yourself up, learning how to respond to what's happening around you, learning how to make change, learning how to really embrace the discomfort. It's the real secret to making money in your business. Because at the end of the day, most of what we try in our business isn't going to work. It's not going to give us the result that we want. And you get to decide what you want to do about it. And not labeling failure as this epic undertaking of like, I am a failure versus it didn't work, right? Really delineating between those two things. So four tips to help you break out of the habitual behavior that you want to break. One, don't label it a habit. (laughs) Take full responsibility for the fact that you are the one doing the action. You're an independent adult. You don't like the outcome. You can change it. Two, adopt the CEO versus employee perspective. Three, expect it and allow it to feel uncomfortable. Four, practice resilience. And for those of you who are inside the Flower Boss Bootcamp, my number one tool to really help break this whole cycle is the data versus drama worksheet. Because I know even for some of you guys, I heard from one of you guys a couple of weeks ago that was like, I finally realized it's not that my business isn't making money. It's not that I need to get more orders in the door. It's that the operations for this part of my business is way higher than I expected. And I want to do something about it. So the data versus drama worksheet is one of my most favorite resources. And I know it sounds unsexy and it sounds boring, (laughs) but it brings so much clarity, so much clarity in terms of what's actually working in your business. Cuts through so much of the junk in your heads and really makes the confusion and the overwhelm. Like there's such a laser focus of like, huh? A, I am making progress. Strangers on the internet want to work with me. And B, now I know what to focus on next. So you can really start to see what to actually focus on, start to see that you're making real progress. And particularly when it comes to the money side of things, because when we push it all away, when we don't pay attention, when we cross our fingers and hope that it's just going to work itself out, it never does. Nobody's going to come along and do this work for you. You always have a choice every dang day of the week. It's the most beautiful thing about being a grown-up and an adult. You get to take full responsibility for whatever outcomes are happening right now, and you get to decide what you want to do about it. It's the most empowering place to be. So any of these default behavior habits, habitual cycles that you find yourself in, take ownership of it and then do something about it. Step back into your authority, step back into your power and take action in a bigger, bold way. And remember, it's not always going to feel good, but you get to be so proud of yourself and you get to blow your own dang mind with what you achieve. Okay, my friends, have the most amazing day. So fun to hang out with you. Drive safe, drink your water, eat your vegetables, get some sleep, and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now.